But you can talk to a leader. If you want them to send you information during the week, you can talk to us and we will give you our numbers and we'll text you and, and probably text you more than you want us to. Oh, you never text me back. <laughs> In imaginary land. Okay. You left me on red? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's okay, though. It's okay. I'm, I'm used to it. All right. Good news is we're finishing up 2 Thessalonians this week. So this is our last week in 2 Thessalonians. And uh, what we're going to be talking about is um, hopefully just something really simple. Okay? This is the really simple message. Here it is. Do good. Okay? Do good and bring others with you as you're doing good. So like do good and encourage others to do good as well. All right? Let me, I'm going to read the passage. It's three verses, and, and it's 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, uh, verses 13 through 15. Here it is. As for you, brothers and sisters, do not grow weary in doing good. If anyone does not obey what we say in this letter, take note of that person and have nothing to do with them, that he may be ashamed. Do not regard him as an enemy, but warn him as a brother. All right? So right out the bat, as for you brothers, do not grow weary in doing good. And then there's this warning, right? If, if someone doesn't listen to this letter, if someone's not doing good, then stay away from them, not as an enemy, but as a brother or sister, all right? Let me pray, and then we'll talk about doing good and bringing others with us. Let's pray. God, uh, we know that you are with us right now in this moment. Would you just help us to, to know that um, and, and feel your presence with us uh, as you are calling us to... Um, just participate in the good work that you're doing, even right now. Would you help us to see you clearly and to know your love for us even more? We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, I need, some, I need hands raised, okay, so that we're not shouting. But what are, <laughs> good, raise your hands, good. Um, what are some good things that you do in your life? Yeah, Sarah. Okay, this is totally Yeah, uh-huh. I was talking to the father at my church. Father at your church. Uh-huh. Pa- like a pastor, father, priest, right? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, he was complaining to me that no one would go to church on Sundays anymore. And I was like, that's so unfortunate. No one would ever want to go to church. Telling everyone to go to church. Yeah. Saying, go to church. Yeah. Making, yeah. wait, Father Zeke, did you say? That's a cool name, Father Zeke. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Happens. Yes, Cam. <laughs> you smile. You smile at others. Nice, Cam. Good. Yes, my guy, Tyler. Send what? Wait, wait, I, wait, I missed it. Wait, oh, send people homework answers. Oh, respect, respect, Tyler. Uh-huh. And you what? And you sent it to him? All right, so helping others out with their homework. Very good. Yes, Danny. Respond to all my messages. And maybe, if not mine, maybe others. Yeah, that's good. Anyone else? What are good things that you do? Hold the door open for people. Yes, that's beautiful. Yes, Michelle? Nice random encouraging text. Yes, I got one of those. It was very sweet. Yes, Gabby? What? Say good morning with a smile or kind of like good morning? Okay, with a smile. Good. That is good then. That's really good. All right, good, good. We're, we're, thinking, about, we're thinking about good things, probably talking about them. It's fun, right? Very good. All right. 
Well, in this passage, just like I said, we're going to talk about, this is like the conclusion of this letter, okay? And this is what the author concludes with. It's, it's encouraging the Thessalonians, encouraging the people that he's writing to, to keep doing what is good. Right, right in the beginning, you guys probably caught it, do not grow weary in doing good. The author is like, I'm going to conclude with this. Do not grow weary in doing good. And then even the author encourages the, the readers of this letter to, bring up, to encourage others to do good with them as well. Because he's like, if anyone does not obey what we say in this letter, take note of that person and have nothing to do with them that he may be ashamed. Do not regard him as an enemy, but warn him as a brother. So the author's like, you do good. Do not neglect doing good. But also for the people who aren't doing good, leave them. Not, not so that they get left in the dust. Not as like a thing where we're going to abandon them. Because he says not as an enemy, but as a brother. So eventually this person might see these people doing good and be like, I'm going to join in in that. So do good and then bring the other people with you to do good. Don't just leave them as an enemy. Okay, or push them off as an enemy. But do this as a brother because you love them and you want them to be part of this goodness too. All right? So I have a question for all of you to think about. If you have your papers and you are writing, then you can write this question down too. But this is a, this is a question for all of us to think about. Here it is, all right? How can you, how can you, all right, help to create a culture um, of people who do good? How can you help to create a culture of people who do good? All right, ponder that question. Hold that with you. Shauna. Shauna. Didn't make any sense to me. Didn't make any sense. Okay. If you need help, if you need help answering that question, I'm gonna I'm gonna share three examples. I'm gonna share three examples of people who create cultures of goodness. All right. So Shauna, these examples might help you brainstorm a little bit apart. Okay. From your answer. Here's the first one. Here's the first person that I thought of. Okay. Anyone here? Does anyone here like the show Ted Lasso? Anyone watch Ted Lasso? He doesn't have Ted, he doesn't have Lasso. Who watches it? Anyone? No one watches it. Okay, good. I'll explain. Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. It's a show on it's a show on Apple TV. Ted Lasso. He's the soccer coach. Well, he's a football coach, but then he comes to the top league in England and he becomes a soccer coach. Okay, but he is he's like this really friendly, bubbly guy, very positive, optimistic. He's always he's always bringing up the people around him. He's encouraging them, right? Kind of like creating a culture of goodness, all right? He's, he's constantly challenging the people around him to do good, okay? And, be, and, and to be better as well. And there's this one soccer player on his team named Jamie Tart, okay? Jamie Tart, if you imagine, uh, maybe you have someone in your mind as this comes up, you imagine, okay, on the sports team, they think that they're the best, okay? They, they, kinda, they are good, and they're like, I know that I'm good, all right? So they're not very humble. They're not very humble about it. They're like, I'm the best, pass to me, I'm going to carry this team. Okay, that's Jamie Tart. He's on, he's on this team. Jamie Tart leaves to another team, and then in the finals, well, it's not the finals, but it's in a very important game of soccer, Jamie Tart is playing against Ted Lasso's team. And at the, at the end of the game, the, the score is tied, I believe, okay? Jamie Tart comes down the field, and he makes a beautiful pass across, and the other team, Jamie Tart's team scores against Ted Lasso, and Ted Lasso loses the game. His team loses the game, and they actually, they get, like, relegated. They get punished for that by, by the league. Like, their, their team doesn't have as much respect after that, essentially. All right? Not, yeah, not, like, punished, but 
Yeah, they, they, they don't get as much money. They don't get as much like recognition, okay, because they lost that game because it was a really important game. After the game, Ted Lasso sees Jamie Tart like in, in the other team's uh, like locker room, and there's a guy in, in there yelling at Jamie Tart. And Jamie Tart's just kind of sitting there like this, his head's down, just listening to the person yell at him. He looks really defeated and sad, even though he just lost this game, right? It, even, though, even though he just won this game. Jamie Tart won the game. And Ted Lasso's looking in, and he's the one who should be feeling sad because he just lost this game. But you see this look on his face where he has compassion for Jamie Tart and empathy, and he's like, he, he hurts for what's going on there because Jamie Tart looks down and sad, and this guy is yelling at him. And later what, what Ted Lasso finds out is that that was actually Jamie, Jamie Tart's dad, and he was angry at Jamie for passing the ball because he wanted him to shoot it. He wanted Jamie to get all the glory, and he was angry that he passed it. Yes, Gabby? Jamie Tart? Uh, like 23, 22, 25? In his 20s, 30s? What'd you say? What'd you say? Anyways, so, so Jamie Tart sits there, defeated. His dad leaves, disappointed him. After he won this game, Ted Lasso's the one who should be feeling down. But then Ted Lasso, he actually leaves Jamie Tart. He leaves Jamie Tart. Yeah, that's him. He leaves him a note. He leaves him a note after the game. After Ted Lasso lost, after Ted Lasso lost, he leaves Jamie Tart a note and he says, Great pass, man. Or great pass, buddy. Keep it up. All right. So here's this man. Here's this man, Jamie Tart, who's full of himself. And he just won this big game. And the person who he's encouraged by isn't his own father, but it's actually Ted Lasso, who's kind of acting as an encouraging father to him, bringing Jamie Tart up, encouraging him. And so from the goodness of Ted Lasso, it was just what radiated from him. He did good. And then in the midst of that, Jamie Tart eventually comes back to to Richmond AFC, Ted Lasso's team, and Jamie, and he's a changed man. He's humble. He helps other players. He loves the other players. He passes. He, he, he wants to be a person who builds other people up, and all because Ted Lasso invested in this person and loved him, and, and Jamie Tart was now changed, and he was starting to invest in other people. Ted Lasso was a person who created a culture of goodness, right? Here's my second. So, so remember, remember what my question was. How can you, how can you be a person who helps to create a culture of goodness or doing good, okay? People who do good. My second example, okay? Uh, how many of you know art? And you know art? Yeah, art. Well, very cool. Art, art, art is over the years, he, he's been a mentor to me probably since I was like 15 years old, okay? He, he like discipled me. I got to grow up with him in a lot of ways. And one thing, one thing that Art really, really cared about was community. He cared about having people around him who really knew him, who he could be vulnerable with, a safe, a safe place for him. That's who Art was. He cared about having community and being known and having other people um, who he could know as well. And, and one thing that I lacked a lot of my life, especially in high school, were people who I actually knew and who and were, were a safe place for me. I had like surface level friendships, but I didn't have a place where I could actually like be in community and safe and vulnerable with people and be known. And after being mentored by Art, just by, just by spending time with him, by him teaching me and also just like hanging out with him and seeing how he lived, it became something in my life that I was like, this is actually important. This is really important. This is like a good thing to do to have community, to have a place where I can be vulnerable and people who know me and a place where I know others. And so just from hanging out with Art and who he was, the goodness that he radiated just eventually encouraged me and changed me to be a person who cared about community and who... And who desires to have a place and, and works to have a place where I can be vulnerable and be known and, and be encouraged by other people and be an encouragement for others. So that's two examples. Okay, we got 
Ted Lasso, we got art, two people who radiate goodness and chase goodness, and even so that the people around them are encouraged and go after goodness. And this is my last example, okay? This last person for us to look at, though, is more than an example, okay? It's more than just a, a good example of someone who does good or who is good and inspires others around them, okay? And this is Jesus, okay? And Jesus is a good example, okay? First of all, Jesus is a good example, and Jesus does inspire others around him to do good and to chase goodness. But even more than that, Jesus is goodness itself. What I believe is that Jesus is actually the source of goodness. When Maybe when you're confused and you're like, I don't even know. You guys ever have those situations that you're in and you're like, I don't even know what the, the good thing is to do in this situation, what the right thing is or the wrong thing is, and you're confused and you're like, I don't, I don't know what to do, you know? And maybe you talk to other people and they're like, yeah, I don't, know what to do. I don't know what to do either. The amazing thing is that Jesus is more than just an example, but actually we can go to him and he is goodness itself. When we spend time with Jesus, he actually radiates goodness itself. He doesn't just radiate doing good things, but he, he is goodness. So we can go to the source of goodness and actually talk and converse and, and learn and listen and pay attention and see goodness itself. Or maybe, maybe we have a situation where it's like, or, or maybe we're, you might be like, oh, I know that I'm, spo- I'm supposed to do good. I know that I'm supposed to do good, but I don't feel like I'm qualified to do good. Or I don't, I don't feel like I'm worthy because of all the things that I've done. Like there's things that I'm ashamed of, so I can't do this good thing. I'm not good enough to do this good thing. And so maybe you like don't have hope of, of the future, and so you're like, oh, I'm not going to, I can't participate in doing this good thing. Or maybe you're just ashamed, and so you don't feel like you have a place with goodness. And the amazing thing about Jesus, right? In this passage, in this passage, the author says, if someone's not doing good, right, leave them. Not as an enemy, but as a brother, right? So leave them, but there's still this attachment, right? The amazing thing is that when we're in that place where we feel like we are not good or like we don't know what to do, we don't know what good is or what goodness is like. Jesus doesn't just leave us in that place. Jesus doesn't just say, okay, then get away from me. You're not good enough. You don't know what the right thing is to do. Get away from me. Jesus doesn't say that. But Jesus actually says, stay with me and let's figure this out together. Jesus says, if you don't feel worthy, well, stay with me. I love you. Let's figure this out together. I am goodness. When you, when you even feel evil or ashamed, Jesus says, be with me because I am goodness, and that will go away. Those things will go away. So if that is you in this place right now, as you're, as you're trying to answer this question, this question of how can you help to create a culture of goodness, of people who chase goodness, and you're like, I don't even know where to start because I don't feel worthy of that, or I don't even know where to start because I don't know what is good. I think the amazing, the best place to start is with Jesus because he will not leave you, and he is with you, and he loves you. And I love to end on this. I love that Second Thessalonians ends with this, chase goodness, because it points us right to Jesus, who is goodness. And so we're left with Jesus, and that's the most important thing, is being with him, paying attention, to, and listening to him and what he's doing. Let's pray together. Jesus, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you that you are goodness. And when we are confused or, or when we feel unworthy or 
um, not good enough. We thank you that you do not push us away, but you actually um, have open arms that embrace us. You walk with us as we, as we search and as we wonder, as we look for answers. Um, you, you are with us and you remind us that you love us and that you go with us, even into the most confusing or scary situations. So we ask that you would change us as we spend time with you. I mean, that you would make us into a people who know goodness and chase it and encourage others to do the same. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.